Welcome to Lake Apopka. Bring your swim trunks and more importantly, your fishing pole because this is the place in the state to catch trophy-sized bass. Flashback to the late 1930s and you'll find the waters of Lake Apopka filled with fish and anglers alike. The lake wasn't only a popular local area, it was known by fishermen throughout the country. Humphrey Bogart, Clark Gable, and other celebrities were known to visit the lake, sometimes staying at the Edgewater Hotel in Winter Garden. Not only was this one of Florida's largest lakes, but it was also unquestionably a top bass fishing lake. Above the water, everyone was having a blast, catching fish, and enjoying the sun. But below the water, well, that, that was a different story. The days of fishing and fun on the lake would soon dwindle to nothing, and they haven't really returned since. It's not all doom and gloom, though. In fact, the communities around the lake today are thriving, and the lake itself is recovering. This is DBE, and this is the story of Lake Apopka. In the world of travel, things are constantly changing. There's always something to learn about the places we go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations, a podcast designed for students of travel. Hello and welcome to DBE. This is your host, Stevie G. Before we get into the fascinating story of Lake Apopka, I want to share a few quick things. Destinations Beyond Expectations is now on Patreon. So if you'd like to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com. Or you can go to dbetravel.com and click the link on our homepage. You can also find my Lake Apopka itinerary on the DBE website as well, where you can follow along as we go through this episode. No matter what streaming site you use to listen to DBE, make sure to go hit that follow or subscribe button if you haven't done so yet. Here, why don't you close your eyes and let's go to the south side of Lake Apopka. Here I am, starting my day at Axum Coffee in downtown Winter Garden, Florida. I just put in my order, so while I'm waiting for my Cinnabee iced latte with oat milk, let's talk about the actual lake. Lake Apopka used to be such a popular place for people to visit, but as I alluded to at the top of the show, something happened, and that something was pollution. While people enjoyed the lake in the 30s and 40s, pesticide and fertilizer runoff was causing immense damage. Soon, the health of the lake became very clear to the public. Large amounts of fish were dying, the lake experienced algae bloom, and the phosphorus levels in the water spiked to almost unimaginable levels. The story of Lake Apopka shifted from famed fishing grounds to an infamous example of pollution at its worst. For years, the lake was in a bad place, but grassroots efforts helped bring awareness to the lake. In 1996, the Lake Apopka Restoration Act was passed allowing the state to buy out land around the lake to essentially clean up and restore the environment. While there's still plenty left to do to help get the lake back to where it should be, 
there has been tons of progress made. Oh, I think they're about to call my order. Thank you. Axum is in the heart of downtown Winter Garden, a really, really cool and walkable town. When you visit, make sure to take some time and explore the various shops and eateries. You'll be sure to see families strolling the sidewalk, bikers cycling through the West Orange Trail, a bike trail that winds through the town. And here's my favorite part. It's a really dog-friendly city, so be ready to meet all kinds of dogs. From the stunning City Hall building, to the Heritage and Central Florida Railroad Museums, to the shops and bars and restaurants, Winter Garden is truly a wonderful southern town. Lake Apopka isn't quite a perfect circle, but it's really not too far off. So if you think of it as a circle, Winter Garden sits at the bottom right. Let's go counterclockwise around the lake to our next stop, the Lake Apopka Wildlife Drive. On the northeast side of the lake, just west of the town of Apopka, you'll find Lust Road, a one-way road that takes you to the entrance of the Lake Apopka Wildlife Drive. The drive is something anybody with a car can do, and it's exactly what it sounds like. You literally drive through the wetlands like you're taking part in a Floridian safari. There's no need to worry about getting stuck. The roads are treated dirt roads, so they are safe for any vehicle. While in the safety of your car, you can expect to see tons of animals. The Lake Apopka North Shore is widely known among bird watchers. To date, 369 bird species have been spotted around Lake Apopka, and that number continues to grow. Also, take note of the plant life as you drive, and especially pay attention to the diversity of plants that call Lake Apopka's North Shore home. Of course, on this 11-mile wildlife drive, you will see alligators. Oh, that didn't take long. There's a gator. Hey, buddy. Oh, and another one. Oh my gosh. They are an extremely important part of the ecosystem here. I love this drive because it shows how far the lake has come. I mean, ask any of the locals who have been here for a while how bad the lake was at its worst, and they'll tell you. The vegetation wasn't right, animals were dying at alarming rates, it wasn't a good scene. But the Lake Apopka Wildlife Drive shows you that the efforts to restore the lake are successful. Oh, 
another gator. How impressive. Let's head to our next stop, a town a little bit north of the lake. The city of Mount Dora is actually perched on the east side of Lake Dora. It was founded in the late 1800s and quickly became a popular winter retreat for northerners who wanted to fish Lake Dora, Lake Apopka, and other nearby lakes. Keep in mind, Mount Dora is in Lake County, Florida. And believe me, it's called Lake County for a reason. Today, Mount Dora is often referred to as the festival city due to the multitude of events and festivals it hosts each year. The historic downtown area draws people in with its southern charm. Lined with great local shopping and dining, don't hesitate to explore the downtown area. If you're hungry, there are many great places to eat. It was lunchtime for me, so I decided to try a spot called Ceviche Mix, and I really, really enjoyed the fresh ceviche. After a solid lunch, I needed something to satisfy my sweet tooth. So I moseyed over to the Mount Dora confectionery to grab a scoop of ice cream. You can do two scoops if you want, but I got one very generous scoop and it was delicious. After spending some time in Mount Dora, I got in my car and made my way back to Lake Apopka's North Shore to continue my drive around the lake. On the west side of the lake, I found an entrance for the Green Mountain Scenic Overlook and Trailhead, right outside of a small town called Ferndale. It's also not far from a town called Montverde, which sports fans may be familiar with because that's where Montverde Academy, a school with nationally respected athletic programs, is located. A few current NBA stars who played high school ball at Montverde include Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and D'Angelo Russell. But let's shift back to the Green Mountain Observation Deck and Trailhead. I parked my car and took a short walk, which led me to an amazing observation deck. The trails here are dog friendly as long as they're leashed, so I brought my dog Penny to check out the observation deck and the trails. This observation deck towers over the trees on Lake Apopka's west side and gives you a great view over the treetops and into Lake Apopka. At the bottom of the observation deck is a trail that extends into the wilderness, so of course I explored. The history of human activity around the lake is fascinating. Recently discovered artifacts, some dating as far back as 10,000 years ago, show that people have been hunting and fishing around the lake for a long, long time. The area along the shores of Lake Apopka was once occupied by the Timucuan. The Timucuan were a native people who lived between central Florida and southeast Georgia. Around Lake Apopka, they grew corn, squash, and gourds. A 
Unfortunately, by the early 18th century, outsiders began to explore the area, and the Timucuan people disappeared from the Lake Apopka shores completely. Make sure if you're out here, you respect nature. There's a good chance you'll see a gator or two close to the trail, so just stay on the path and be alert. A little bit west of Lake Apopka, you'll find another beautiful southern town, Claremont. Like Winter Garden and Mount Dora, the historic downtown area of Claremont is preserved beautifully and welcomes visitors with its small town shops and eateries. One of my favorite places in Claremont is the Sun Creek Brewery, and I felt like it was the right time of day to grab a beer, so I stopped by to enjoy a nice afternoon craft brew at their outdoor seating area. While driving into Claremont, you might notice a large tower. That tower is called the Florida Citrus Tower, and it used to be one of the most famous landmarks in Central Florida. The Florida Citrus Tower was constructed in 1956, so visitors could see the miles of orange groves in the area. Lake Apopka sits on two counties, Lake County and Orange County, and the names make total sense. While Lake County boasts a large number of lakes, Central Florida has a long history of being a major citrus producing area. The citrus industry in the area isn't nearly as noticeable today, but it used to be a huge deal. Man, this beer is just what I needed. I got the Moonlight Chocolate Milk Stout and it was really good. If you like craft beer like I do, add me on Snapchat at DBE Travel where I do brew reviews from time to time. After my tasty beer at the Sun Creek Brewery, I made my way over to perhaps the biggest hidden gem on my Lake Apopka journey, the Oakland Nature Preserve. The preserve is 128 acres and has several walking trails showcasing the land around the southern part of Lake Apopka, along with the Jim Thomas Environmental Education Center, an education center that showcases the flora and fauna in the area. At this point, I'm going to take you with me into the preserve to learn all about the plants and animals that live in and around Lake Apopka. So something really cool they do here is um, they they point out the plant life, a lot of the plant life that, you know, exists in this area and around Lake Apopka. So right now I'm reading signage on plants like Cooley's Water Willow, Palafox, Cluster Spike Indigo Bush, St. John's Worth, and different, different flowers and, um, I guess not flowers, more just like plant species. 
So that's pretty fascinating. Since the increased efforts to restore the ecosystem in and around Lake Apopka, the plant life has rebounded pretty well. And the preserve does a great job of showcasing all the different plant species in the area. So I just came upon a, a sign and I want to read it really quick because this is cool and this is a connection with the lake itself. So it reads, the water flowing beneath this bridge, I'm at a bridge here, a small bridge, uh, bubbles up from a seepage spring that is part of the Lake Apopka Basin watershed. Seepage springs occur when the freshwater aquifer below the ground oozes up and breaks the surface. From there, the surface water flows downhill through this stream bed to Lake Apopka. That's pretty cool. Many scientists actually believe that Lake Apopka was once the second largest lake in Florida, behind Lake Okeechobee. In doing research on Lake Apopka, I found multiple stories of people claiming the water was so clear before the pesticide and sewage runoff got out of hand that they could sight fish bass. That totally makes sense since it's spring-fed. But it's just weird to think Lake Apopka was crystal clear because it certainly isn't now. So there's probably bear in this area too. I'm reading a sign that says, be bear aware, please no food in trash cans. And in fact, there's an opening. There might be another raccoon or something in this trash can because I'm hearing something. Maybe not. But yeah, there's a, probably I would I would guess a small black bear around here you know we don't get the there's no really large bear in Florida but certainly not something to mess with you know be bear aware that's a good good advice black bear are the only species of bear in Florida this next part completely took me by surprise a typical black bear's diet consists of 5% meat, like possums, armadillos, etc., 15% insects, and 80% plants. I bet you didn't know that. <laughs> this is pretty neat. Obviously, we're going through, you know, COVID times right now. There is a sign that says, remember social distancing. And there's a little drawing of a little boy and a little girl and saying stay six feet apart and the six feet measurement is actually an alligator which there's certainly some six footers uh <laughs> certainly some six footers around lake apopka that's for sure yeah six foot alligators are pretty normal a full-grown alligator in lake apopka can reach up to 15 feet all right so now i'm on to the i've looped around and i've come to a sign welcome to the oakland nature preserve boardwalk this two-third mile long boardwalk takes you from the upland area of the preserve through a forested wetland down to the shore of Lake Apopka. Let's do it. Big sign up front, don't feed the alligators. The boardwalk is really cool because you're walking over wetland that has really dense vegetation. And the preserve provides great info along the way. I hope I don't get absolutely drenched. Um, I'm walking on this boardwalk and it looks like a Florida storm is rolling through, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I love the storms, they're beautiful to watch. 
Florida storms are a little bit different, I think, than many storms throughout the United States and other places. Um, a lot of times they're heavy and quick. They come and go. I know a lot of my friends up north, you know, when they say a storm's coming through, it's like a whole thing. It's like a whole day. And I guess this is a good tip if you're going to the theme parks here. Um, you know, rain can be your friend, actually. It's uh, It can clear out a lot of people. They might think, you know, it's going to rain. There goes the day. But that's actually not the case. A lot of times it's, you know, a 15, 20-minute downpour. And then that's it. And you can go back on the rides and the lines will be a little shorter. So in the midst of this Lake Apopka episode, there's a little uh, Disney tip for you. Spoiler alert, I fortunately did not get rained on. Lucky me. Here's a sign on bobcats. Class mammal lifespan in the wild, seven years. Bobcats are named after their short bobbed tails. They stalk their prey with stealth and then capture their meal with one great leap. Yeah, I've seen a couple bobcats as well growing up in Florida and... It's very cool, very cool. Bobcats in Florida love hanging out in the swamps. Just for reference, they are about twice the size of your standard house cat. So I'm looking for alligator. We're certainly in an area where I I could see one. We're kind of in a uh, wet area, sort of near the edge of Lake Apopka. Uh, There's just kind of standing still shallow water which uh, I'm sure these guys would love to swim in and hang out at. But I don't see any at the moment. Okay, here we go. I am now onto a pavilion that overlooks Lake Apopka. I've got my eyes open for uh, any gator heads that might be lurking in the lilies. I want to point out one more one more uh, animal sign here. This is one of my favorite animals here in the region. An anhinga. It reads here, sometimes called the darter or snake bird because it swims through the water with only its head and long skinny hinged neck visible with its pointed beak. Often seen drying its plumage with wings and tail extended. Males are mostly black. Females have brownish neck and head. Yeah, these these guys are really cool. You see them swimming through the water and you're like, oh, is that a bird? It absolutely is. And uh, yeah, they're very present again in a lot of the lakes, ponds, swamps around Florida. So, oh, there's a little baby gator. Hey, buddy. I'm going to try to get a picture of this guy or a video or something. Alligators in particular really suffered after the lake was so badly polluted. Scientists began testing alligators and alligator eggs closely in the 80s. And what they found was really sad. The pesticides and chemicals that found their way into the water were causing severe complications in many of the gators' reproductive systems. The gator population in the lake was actually starting to die off. These studies helped show the public and lawmakers that something had to be done. Like I said earlier, alligators are such an important piece of the ecosystem here. There's another gator. 
Hey buddy, this guy's a little bigger. Wouldn't want to mess with this guy. He's not a, he's not a big guy, but he's certainly bigger. After my time at the nature preserve, I made my way back to where I started to complete my loop around Lake Apopka, the city of Winter Garden. After a long day, I needed some solid dinner. There were so many great places in Winter Garden, but today I chose to grab some grub at Fat Mike's, a hot chicken restaurant that I've mentioned on this podcast before, but it's so good. After downing a delicious hot chicken sandwich, I made my way back over to the Crooked Can, a wonderful brewery to end my day with one last beer. The story of Lake Apopka has certainly been interesting so far, but I know there are still many chapters ahead. The lake is unique. There's no other way to say it. It sits just a few miles west of downtown Orlando, and it's just north of Disney. Yet it's not a lake full of boats and fishermen. It's a lake that needs time. You can support the lake by getting to know the wonderful communities around it. And I can tell you all about the wildlife drive, the trails, and the Oakland Nature Preserve, but I would really encourage you to go visit and experience these things for yourself. You'll be blown away by all the plants and animals you'll see. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope you learned a lot. I know I certainly did after researching and visiting these places around the lake. Destinations Beyond Expectations is on Facebook and Instagram, so please don't hesitate to give the show a like. If you have any questions or comments about the show, shoot me an email to dbetravel1 at gmail.com. If you're a fan of the show, please tell a friend. And if you'd like to support the show, you can do so by becoming a patron. Just go to dbetravel.com where you'll find a link to become a patron through Patreon. Well, guys, that's all I've got for this week. I will talk to you soon. Destinations Beyond Expectations is brought to you by Kaleidoscope Adventures. If you need help planning your next student group trip, Kaleidoscope Adventures is the name you need to know. Visit them at www.mykatrip.com or give them a call at 800-774-7337 when you're ready to plan your next school trip. Again, that's www.mykatrip.com or call them at 800-774-7337.